It's not okay, Kyle. <laughs> it's not okay. Storm going on over there? Or? There is. Kyle got fucking stoned and then was like, I'm gonna just turn all over the couch. Are you turning my fucking couch brown? There's that methane leak over here. <laughs> well. Yeah, Biscuit, one... run for your life! One way to plug it up. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> no! I don't want it! You keep it over there! Yeah, you keep it over there. I don't want any fucking sports. No! No! You this podcast. No! You God damn it! The little shitty time we're having now. Oh, God, Kyle! You rapping awful. Your ass smells like a goddamn sewer! <laughs> oh, I don't know what it was. It was bad. <laughs> Yeah, it is. Oh, my eyes are goddamn watering. Possibly dead. Do you see this? My eyes are legitimately fucking watering. God. It gets in your mouth, right? Is, is your lady out of town? Is there no groceries? Because oh, she is out of town. Are you oh. just eating whatever you run over? Yeah, I think I'm just eating garlic and, like, everything I, that's going bad. I was, like, out of the goddamn dumpster or something. <laughs> uh, look, look, I am fucking crying here. Kyle, no! <laughs> oh, ugh. Well, goddamn. <laughs> what a way to start a podcast. Hello, listeners. Oh. Welcome to Further Ado. Uh, further don't, Ado. Don't welcome anybody to this. Oh, God. Be glad you're not in my dank apartment. <laughs> How did he know it was dank? <laughs> it's a sand smelly in here, right? <laughs> but it's that fog. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm-mm. <laughs> Not okay. Uh, sorry, I need a breather <laughs> after that. <laughs> Lost a lot of air. You farted so hard it knocked the cord out of my computer. <laughs> well, that, that might have been Biscuit running for his life, too. No, it's... Hey, oh. no bites, Biscuit. Hey, <laughs> you don't have the most sensitive smell. I so. know you're clearly smelling something dead, but... <laughs> It's not you yet, huh? <laughs> so yeah, it's further ado. It's a podcast where we talk about stuff related to the stuff we talk about on the podcast we'll never do. Uh, this time, last time we talked about kaiju comics. Oh god, this is gonna happen. This this go around, isn't it, Josh? He's getting bolder and bolder with those moves. I'm gonna have to scoot that fucking thing. Uh, so, we talked about kaiju... Uh, and kaiju-related things, so, like prison. Yeah. <laughs> so naturally, since we were talking about something that came to prominence as a film genre, we're talking about a wrestling federation. For further ado, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I'm your host Josh. Uh, with me is Aura. Hey. Uh, and Kyle, 
who is the repository of the worst farts. <laughs> God damn! And just saving him up, stinking up this place now. I have to um. live here, you son of a bitch. <laughs> no, that's true. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Clowns to the left of me and jokers to the right of me right now. That's, that's what's happening. This gets not really to the right of you. <laughs> true. Good point. Alright, that was kind of a dumb joke. It's... Hey, this is Josh, and if you are listening to this, you are listening to one of our podcasts that was recorded before uh, we separated from the Graphic Novelty Network. Uh, as such, it has the plugs remaining for the Graphic Novelty websites and socials and what have yous that the kids enjoy. Uh, that's not where we are anymore. We are currently the That Podcast Network. So, listen to the end of the show and you'll hear where you can get some more of that that podcast goodness. Bye-bye. From Future Josh. So, uh, Kyle, what are, what are we doing? We're doing Big Kaiju Battle. Battle spelled B-A-T-T-E-L. Yep, Terabai Sento, one of their DVDs. Yeah. Which is uh, a nice indie federation where everyone wears giant kaiju costumes and they wrestle each other in high schools and other ways. Yes, and they do the wrestles in armories and and uh, and mess and, and student unions. Yes. Did you, you were with, you going to say meth something? You say mess halls, but that oh. wouldn't really make sense. <laughs> mess hall. Oh. So I know there's kind of some something going on in the background of this. Do you know anything about the background, Josh? Uh, what about it? So, uh, just, do you know anything? Do you know the background? Oh, I know it was on the, MTV oh, I thought for you a said while. The background. Okay, no. Uh, I know I did a little bit of research, which amounts to uh, was started by two brothers, the Borden brothers in Massachusetts, uh, which is where it remains to this day. Um, it started. I said ninety-seven, right? Uh, so yeah, it's been uh, ongoing for a while. Uh, they apparently aren't really updating their webpage anymore, but they still have active social and, and a shop that yes. does current stuff. Uh, I don't really and agree I think with a that YouTube presence. That's so, just kind of a rude thing to say. So they're still going, although I don't know they do a ton of shows, probably because their shows are likely a little more complicated than most indie federations. That is definitely true. I mean, they have timeline continuity, timeline resets. <laughs> I don't think any of that matters to them, but it's, they have the elaborate costuming. Yeah. Uh, um, I know they've recently, like, recently been, like, few, like three or four years ago that they, like, reset their timeline at one point. Dr. Cube. Yeah, like, I did see that they had a, on, on their DVD library that they had sort of comic-style continuity events where yeah. they're talking about timeline resets and things uh, like that. Oh, my yeah. gosh. <laughs> So, uh, I guess they do care. It's kind of... I would kind of describe it as, like, war wrestling. Yes. Honestly. And it has that similar feel that sort of art students with a sense of humor who decide to do something kind of weird with their lives. Because this is America. Right. Um, but I guess we should talk a little bit about what indie fed means, I guess. Just because our audience isn't necessarily wrestling people. I think so. I don't think we need to talk about it a lot. And indie oh, fed, God. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, you, 
You get to fucking natter on about Captain Marvel, so we get to natter on about this. (laughs) So, Indie Federations are... Natter on, is that Yiddish? (laughs) It's a a word used by people who know words. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, fart butt. (laughs) Words by people who know words. And don't stain my couch. So... Oh, yes, I'm the one that stained this couch. (laughs) My stains are fine. (laughs) Okay? Don't worry about my stains. (laughs) I am worried. (laughs) Yeah, you might want to see a doctor. Uh, So, indie federations are, like, you have the big wrestling fed. Like, WWE is the biggest fed, right, in America. Internationally, you have New Japan. Uh, There's a bunch of Lucha Libre ones that I'm not going to remember the names of because I'm racist. Um, you heard it here, like, for the 6th or 7th time, folks. <laughs> the 6th or 7th time. Yeah, I, I, I can cop to that all the time. Uh, and there's sort of second-tier stuff, which I wouldn't call indie fads, like t- like uh, TNA. Or I guess it's Impact now, or is it TNA again? I don't even fucking know. The one that Billy Corrigan owned for, like, five minutes. Is that still there? It didn't Smashing die Smashing Pumpkins, <laughs> Billy Corrigan? Yes, he owned a wrestling federation there's for, There's also like, the new minutes. ones. What?! Yeah, I'm not joking. There's also uh, the new one with Cody Rhodes. All Elite, yeah. Yeah, All Elite Pro. Which everybody was making a big deal about for a minute. and I We'll forget about it soon, I'm sure. It's already on all my wrestle groups. has kind of fallen out of the conversation yeah. a bit. They need to get a fucking show for that. I was going to say, yeah, put something out before die. I really care. But hey, it's it's something that exists at the moment. And it, which is basically just them trying to parlay Bullet Club into, a, into its own federation. Uh... And that, that kind of teeters the line between the indies. But, like, once you start to get lower in attendance from stuff like Ring of Honor or PWG, or PWG uh, and I think PWG is kind of an interesting case because they're very deliberately an indie fed. Yes. Uh, but, like, a superstar indie fed. Yeah. They just pull everybody in for, like, big all-star shows. Yeah, their, their draw is just that you can do whatever match you want. Yeah. We don't care. You'll have a small audience... Do anything that you find interesting, and it'll be a showcase for people. Um, but there are smaller and smaller leagues. Like most big cities have some kind of local wrestling promotion. Like I know Kansas City does near here. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's at least park one. happening soon as well. What's that? There's one in Park happening soon. Ah. Uh, we saw some live stuff when we were at O Comic Con. Yeah, including a guy who's who's. Uh, Whose gimmick was Stone Cold Steve Austin, but not as interesting. <laughs> I called him lukewarm Steve Austin. Oh, oh. <laughs> or Steve Boston. Um, <laughs> lukewarm Steve Boston. Even came out to his fucking music. Like, how is that legal? Anyway, the, you'll see a lot of that in indie feds. A lot of indie feds aren't very good. In fact, true. Yeah. Uh, there's a great YouTube channel called. Uh, world-renowned flea market or something like that, uh, where they some dudes make fun of indie wrestling, basically. Um, and this is uh, technically an indie fed because it's not big. It's not. It doesn't do tons of shows. It's not really competitive. Not doing world tours. Doesn't have TV really. Although I guess it had MTV for a minute. Yeah, we'll have MTV for a little while. MTV2, rather. MTV2. I don't know what the difference is. Okay, so no, that doesn't count at all. Oh. <laughs> Who, did anyone have MTV2? 
MTV2, I remember when it had music. It did have music. It was the channel with music that you didn't get because it wasn't in basic cable. That's true. Um, for, 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 for younger listeners, cable was the service where you would pay <laughs> money to your company and then they would give you uh, shows but at specific times instead of through a streaming service. Yeah, I remember begging my parents to finally get cable for us. They finally, <laughs> at like 2001, we got more than basic television. It was the biggest thing. <laughs> yeah, it used to be a big deal, and then streaming came along, and now it is a waste of money for old people. Yes. Uh, so, this is very indie-fed, uh, but it, it has this contrivance and backstory wherein kaiju monsters actually exist. Most of them are created by this evil doctor, Dr. Cube, although some are from elsewhere, and there are face-and-heel nice. wrestlers, like good guys and bad guys. Uh, good kaiju and bad kaiju. Yep. Uh, and the ring is set up to look like, like it's a wrestling. Well, I shouldn't say look like because it's not a very convincing facsimile. <laughs> but but they put like model buildings and shit in to give the impression that these are are giant combatants. What the fuck, Kyle? I just get so angry sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh. And the outside is called the Danger Zone for some reason, and I think there's some the special Danger rules. Zone! Uh, I first heard about Kaiju Big Battle in some fucking hipster magazine, I think, back in the early 2000s. That sounds like you. Uh, and shortly thereafter, I saw their DVD, this DVD, in fact, uh, at Love Garden, the local hipster record store, and I had a copy for a while. I think I eventually sold it, but... Uh, but that's how I, I, I sort of found out about them. So this DVD, Tenabai Sento is a, Tenabai Sento, was supposed to introduce it to an audience outside of Massachusetts, I would imagine. Uh, So that's sort of the background on all this stuff. Do we want to talk about? Yeah. What's going on with the show itself? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. this This is, you weren't fucking kidding when you said this was like, Deep into it. <laughs> Jesus. There's like, I don't know. Oh, are you going to like how many movies 30 there, yeah. or 40 of these DVDs? Yeah, no, it's they they put out a lot. Yeah, they had like, episodes, man. Indie, indie feds make their money off of DVDs often. And they've actually been really hurt by the move to the streaming. Because the, like wrestling, like there are a few wrestling bundle services sure. like High Spots, but it's just not... Like, for instance, you can get a New Japan streaming thing in America, but it's very expensive, and it doesn't mm-hmm. come on a lot of... I shouldn't say very expensive. It costs <laughs> as much as WWE, and it doesn't come on a lot of devices. And is almost not worth it, except for the fact that there's no. so much content, and it's still kind of not worth it. I am I pick it up every year at Royal Rumble, and then I keep it through Mania, and then I drop it. Pretty much. That's, that's the routine I'm in, and I expect I will continue. That sounds like what most people do, to be honest, yeah. Yeah, no, a lot of people do. Others constantly use fraudulent names to pick it up just for WrestleMania. <laughs> it inflates their numbers, so it makes them look good for a time. Yeah, I don't think they care. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so that's a lot, a lot of indie fans perpetuate that in YouTube, I guess, but YouTube is a nightmare for monetization anymore. I wonder if any of them use uh, Patreon. Hmm. 
so what's what's happening in this DVD, gentlemen? What's what's how do we start this? Uh, so it opens up to a guy with crazy I, hair. I watched a sandwich in a chicken soup fight. <laughs> you did, you did, Aura. Yeah, you did. That's what happened. Jesus, did the did the methane fucking choke off oxygen to your brain? Ah. So we're gonna, yeah, we have to take you out back and show you the rabbits. Oh, the rabbits! <laughs> it's okay, Lenny. <laughs> All right. So what did happen? I don't know. They people. I don't want people talking. They're in a big kaiju set. One guy was really dweeb of a referee talking over themselves recording of a recording from a previous thing. Well, it starts in their from studio. some time ago. It's, it's framed around a studio that they're in, right? Like, they have, like, sort of an anchor desk, and they're trying to do a sort of sports look thing, right? And they have two people, uh, Loud and Noxious, who's one of the announcers, and Referee Jinge, who's the other announcer uh, for this. And then also, uh, Baby Dino Kang? Baby Dino Kang. Something like that? Maybe. Uh... Dino Kang Jr., I think, uh, who has had his arm freshly ripped off at the event that they will be recapping for us and replaced with a robot arm. Which is a nice touch. Uh, Well, and I mean, as you stated, they keep continuity, so, like, they didn't, didn't, like, refresh the costume or nothing. (laughs) Uh, The announcer desk is covered with customized kaiju toys, uh, some of them are customized to look like the, the, the big battle uh, combatants. Uh, and there's a bunch of, like, uh, Japanese characters, like kanji and shit, like, glued to the wall, uh, or taped to the wall, as we soon find out, because a lot of it is not well taped to the wall. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they, they do not believe in retakes, apparently. Because you can watch shit fall off their walls, and they uh, they do not fucking care. Yeah, so they fall off repeatedly. So they they set up and frame all the matches. So, uh, so it's the first match. First match was chicken noodle, kung fu chicken noodle versus club sandwich. Yep. And it was a very raucous fight between. A somewhat mobile chicken noodle costume and a very immobile sandwich costume. Yes. I, I believe in, in this backstory, the sandwich is a former worker for an evil deli who turned him into an evil sandwich. Uh, and chicken, Kung Fu Chicken Noodle was a worker at a... I think he's the face, I think. And he fell into a... Either that or they're both heels. Uh, and he fell into like a vat of chicken noodle stuff at his factory and became a giant can of chicken noodles. Yep. Uh, it's He's an, like the Joker of chicken noodles but with kung fu. Yeah. It's an odd match to watch in that they're both very immobile in their <clears throat> costumes. And so they're not really getting off eh. a lot of moves. At one point, one of them goes for something off the ropes, I think. The yeah, sandwich the sandwich goes only off the second rope, and that's, that's kind of impressive that he even got on the second rope and then fell off of it, but hey. 
Yeah, because his costume is long enough that his you just see like his hands hanging yeah, out yeah. most of it. So he doesn't even have arms. But it's a lot of the matches is, is just your classic clotheslining. Yeah. Again and again, like sort of wrestling garbage match. Uh, the chef gets involved, like the is the sandwiches manager. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. <laughs> all that's true. <laughs> all of this is true. These are all things that we watched just a little while ago. Uh, what, are you, what are you doing, Aura? <laughs> uh, I was trying to figure out how they make money, and uh, it would appear pay-per-view is the answer to that question. Ah, okay. So they have a pay-per-view itty-bitty button on their website that says Video On Demand, and... When you click on it, you can watch any of their matches streaming for nine bucks. Yeah. So, uh, Club Sandwich won that match. But it appears to be like a wrestling. It's like like WNN Live, it said, or something. Okay. So, one of the Indie Fed consolidated things. Yeah. Yeah. That That was all. That's all I was doing. So, yeah, so so the sandwich wins. Defeats the can of chicken noodles. You, you successfully guessed that correctly, Kyle. I did. I knew. You knew. Yeah, we, we thought about having a, a, uh, a yeah. fantasy league for this beforehand, but we didn't, we didn't quite have the, uh, the gumption to get around to it. It's okay. We probably would have fought over who would have won ultimately when the last match happened. <laughs> we'll get to the last match. We'll get there. Uh, it would have been whoever picked. Choo choo out of disqualification because how wrestling fantasy league works is like you pick whoever wins the, and then you pick how they win. The rules are very ring out oh, and tap out. This sounds a lot like Money in the Bank, if you ask me. It's you do it for Money in the Bank. Put the briefcase over the middle of the ring. Oh, but there's no money. There's no money. Where's the bank? But it's the Money in the Bank. Briefcase. It doesn't make any damn it's, sense. The wrestling company's the bank. It has a contract in it. Guaranteed title match. But there's no money and there's no bank. Why is it called money in the bank? (laughs) That bothers you so much and I love it. Um, This is a good time, I guess, to mention that interspersed throughout this this DVD, weirdly, are commercials. Yeah. For kaiju. (laughs) Uh, A lot of them are for things, for for kaiju, uh, kaiju big battle related Material like, for instance, they you can get a uh, meat of it. <laughs> meat of kaiju yeah. no midori. You what? Uh, meat of kaiju uh, no midori, which is still available at their website, according to their shop. <laughs> so you can, which is you you can get some meat from this, which I assume is just a bit of foam with some uh, paint on it, but. If that's what you're into. Look like beef jerky, sort of, too. I think my brother has some of that. Yeah. <laughs> I think he might have ordered some of that. He, he was really into Kaiju Big Battle, Big Battle for a little while. Um, but also there's there's stuff that's not just Kaiju related. Uh, like there's, for a an internet video channel that does Kung Fu redubbing, there's uh, some generic t-shirt stuff that's not Kaiju. Yeah. Things there's some bands. Uh, it's interesting to me that that kind of it really does feel this sort of DIY indie culture stuff, and I, I 
I feel like those commercials kind of amplify that because it's like, you know, yeah, this band doesn't have anything to do with our fucking show, but whatever. <laughs> like, we, we'll sell a little ad space and promote a band that no one's heard of. And never heard of again. Yep. Dun, dun, dun. Or I looked it up and they had one album. They had the one album that was advertised on here and that was it. You. 2003. Tough year for a lot of people. <laughs> Alright. So, uh, we move on to the second match. Second Wait a minute. Match. You, were, you were like, what? 13. Six? I was yeah. 13. Yeah. Middle school's rough, man. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> you only think your middle school is rough when you're in middle school. It actually isn't rough. You're just a fucking snot nosed idiot and you don't know any better. Well, well what? I, I was the same way. I thought all my shit was the worst. And then I grew up. <laughs> and I gained enough perspective to understand the world somewhat. Man, to not 13-year-old Josh is even more angsty than current Josh. Can you imagine that? No. I'm sure he was a lot more annoying than current Josh. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen pictures of teenage Aura. Do we want to talk about that on air? Are you kidding? Teenage Aura looks just like Aura now, but without the awesome mustache. That's true. And with he way just, dumber hair. Just the same My hair, hair was awesome. I've seen Aura <laughs> through the ages. He just looks the same until he changed to the mustache. <laughs> I, I had I had hair down to my butt at one point. I don't believe you. There are pictures You're on the internet. You're always just wearing your flannel shirt and your beanie yep. like a hipster. <laughs> <laughs> also, you're a lot poutier in old pictures. That's true, too. So I assume you were fucking unbearable. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, that starts to describe it, I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lordy. Alright, so next match was... But by the time this was on the air, I was less unbearable. Well, the next match was the Bug Tag Teams versus Plantains. Yes, it was the Plantain ones. Uh, we have the Plant. Uh, this was the tag match, which was over. This is the one in which uh, Dino Keg Jr. lost his arm uh, because he was presenting an award to the Plantains, the Golden Banana Award for Tag Team Excellence or some shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a, a tag team from uh, Team Space Bug. Consisting consisting of a uh, sky deviler and a rock guy that I don't know the name of, who's like a rock bug guy, uh, come out and rip off his uh, his arm, uh, and then they have to fight the plantains. Uh, I'm wondering, or did you feel uh, sympathy for the plantains? What with them being sort of uh, positioned as South American Marxist uh, revolutionaries? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I was rooting for the plantains. You heard me. Uh, they they were the uh, they were definitely the faces in this match and this team space bug were were the heel. Um, there's a bit more acrobatics in this one because the the plantains in particular are just wearing. Uh, I don't know, like a big smock thing. Uh, <laughs> I don't know exactly how you would describe it, but it's it's just a sort of plantain shaped sheet poncho. which leaves their legs in poncho. Poncho is the great word for it. They're wearing like a poncho, but it goes over their head. Uh, but it leaves their arms and legs pretty free. Uh, and the space bug costumes are a bit bulkier, clearly, but 
they seem more articulated than the <laughs> the chicken soup and sandwich ones, which are really funny ideas that maybe don't translate great into th something that you can actually fight at. <laughs> uh, they had a funny little storyline too, where at one point like the aliens turned out not to work so well together and had to start fighting each other. Plantain just laughed and laughed at them and watched them beat up each other. Yeah. Which ultimately let them win the match. That's because they had, it's a sort of classic tag team match structure where the the faces win by being actually cooperative and the heels just fall into discord yeah. among one another. Uh, that is the truth. We get a couple of decent flips and shit from the plantains here. Yeah, most of the decent wrestling was done with the plantains and they helped carry the match for the other guys' costumes not being so easy to like grasp or do things with. Yeah. Uh, though in the outtakes at the end of this, when we see them get into the ring, they both fucking eat <laughs> shit on their ring entrance. <laughs> I don't know. Purpose. I wonder if it, I wonder if it's deliberate because they both <laughs> do it. I think so. <laughs> like one of them, like, like holds his like costume on the other side of the rope to like mess with it. Yeah, it might be that that's just part of their thing. Yeah, because everybody else is fucking up, so they have to. Yeah. I guess we should say where this is taking place. Like, I mean, there's the ring, obviously, in the, uh, a, in the a, a ring, but also it appears to be like I, I would, my guess is student union at a at a community college or something. I guess yeah, because there are rafters and things. So. Like you get a, you get a few. There's there's rafters and like a spiral stair and, and some vending machines, and a blocked off area that's almost definitely a cafeteria. Yeah. Uh, and there's a couple of exteriors where you see brick buildings. So you know. Looks community college to me. <laughs> the, the crowd was about 50 strong or so across all of the stairwell. Yeah. And looked to be in that sort of early 20s range. Um, Let's see. The following so, match? Or? Uh, so yeah, so after that match, which uh, we, we get... And they do constantly on, on commentary, like... Because they don't have time for a lot of vignettes on this. Uh, they do a lot on the commentary to try and sell the characters. Mm -hmm. uh, so they're definitely, like I mentioned at the beginning here, they're definitely trying to sell that the plantains are like some sort of revolutionary gorillas from yeah. South America, and they do training. They do a they do a role thing together where they and one of the announcers says you can only learn how to do fight like that in the jungle. Yeah. Uh, they talk about how they donate their prize winnings back to their revolutionary comrades <laughs> and shit. Uh, and they sell a little about the space bugs, but it's, it's, I don't know, less interesting, I suppose. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Next one is the... Uh, is the American Beetle versus the... American Beetle the and Dusto Bunny? Yeah. Uh, or who was the dad? And maybe Mugwan. Yeah. And maybe Mugwan. <laughs> There's a bug that is pregnant by, presumably Space Beetle, but we find out at, at the at the end of the match. Spoiler: It might be Uchushu, the leader of the space, the the evil space bugs. Uh, American Beetle is a non-evil space bug, <laughs> who stands for American justice and just showing up in a bodysuit with some boxers that he constantly tugs up. Yes. <laughs> Surprise boxers don't cling well to spandex. <laughs> I mean, there's some tape on there. I think he tried to tape it up and it yeah. just didn't yeah. work. 
Uh, and Dusto Bunny is wearing a sort of loose, raggy bunny suit. He's, he's wearing he's wearing a fursuit that you don't want to think too hard about. Where Fucking it's Kyle. <laughs> it was me. God damn it. No. Oh, I thought you were talking about being the furry suit. No. Oh, the sleeper farm. Man, that was a while ago. Just yeah, about, well, it just got here. There. I'm glad. I'm glad it snuck over. I'm glad it wasn't wasted. Ah, <laughs> uh, it was so good. We had Dusto Bunny. Here's what happens to your, un- your uncleaned apartment after so long. Because you're active and now it is a, a wrestling Dust Bunny. Yep. So, uh-huh. American Beetle fight. Dust fights Dust Bunny, who, who's the father of some other weird alien thing. Yeah, well, the alien bug lady is sitting there and it, pregnant. G- giving eventually, birth. Eventually gives birth to a glowing egg. Mm-hmm. Uh, which we can maybe talk about the special effects here. Uh, yeah. They do some post-production special effects on this. They're all super cheesy, like Batman 66 cheesy. Yeah, not high quality, but yeah. it works well. But it's fun for the type of... A lot of the stuff that they do works well for what they are doing. <laughs> and it's, it's, I think it's a, it's a smart show and a smart concept in that way that they, they, they have some sense of what they can get away with. I will also say that the editing in this uh, is surprisingly good for an indie fed. Like if you watch a lot of indie fed stuffs, you will see a lot of hard cameras or a lot of like bad two camera setups that just do not do a good job of conveying the wrestling action. <laughs> yeah, editing's pretty good. Camera work could have been a little better, but it's good for like even for the production yeah. quality. It is. It's not bad. And they're shooting on like yeah, like cells or something. Yeah, but. They have like three cameras, I think, and they, they, they have a hard cam and a couple of uh, roving that they get footage from, and they cut on action a lot like to add impact to moves, which is something that WWE is notorious mm-hmm. for. Some people don't like. I, I kind of do because it's a home wrestling product. It's not yeah. seeing a live show. You Cutting can add to the drama. Yeah. Um, so they do a fair amount. Of, this is a fairly well-edited show. Like there's, Despite the fact that they're clearly... Fairly low budget. Uh, they're but not they, rinky dink. Yeah. And they're not incompetent. Like, they lean into it to make it look good. Yeah. Lean into the fact that they have a low budget, which helps with the production, honestly. Yeah, and they definitely have competency on the production side. Uh, more than you would think from their set, which is falling apart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I th- again, I think that's kind of deliberate. Um. So the match ends with uh, uh, with the with the egg being born, uh, and American Beetle is looking at it, and then Uchuchu comes out, and uh, there's fighting between him and American Beetle and some of the other space bugs, uh, and there's just just sort of a general melee that ends it. I assume in disqualification. Yeah. Uh, as we said earlier, the. The standard wrestling rules are not much in evidence <laughs> in this in this fucking thing. Like in the tag match, we didn't mention is apparently tornado or just both, everyone in the ring at the same time rules because uh, everybody that's participating is in the ring. There isn't really any tagging happening in the tag team match. It's just four people fucking fighting. Yeah, rolling around. Uh. So yeah, so that would be that match. Uh, 
And then the next one is the final one, right? Yeah, that's yeah. the main event. It's the main event, which is the championship match between Uchuchu, who we mentioned earlier here, the head of the Space Bugs, who's the current Fed champ, against uh, Dr. Cube, who is the evil mastermind who creates all of these monsters. Uh, there's a lot of narrative to this match. Like, Dr. Cube tries to hire somebody from outside of the Federation. Yeah, so he originally had his henchmen come in to, yeah. to have the fight, and Uchuchu just knocks them all aside. Then he has a brand new, like, super henchman who comes in and fights Uchuchu a little bit, and you get worried, and then Uchuchu just beats him aside with some powerful moves. And then it turns out that he hired a outside wrestler who's not actually part of the kaiju thing. He's an indie wrestler kind of just goes between federations. Kind of a sort of Japanese yeah. wrestler style dragon get up thing. Yeah, uh, Super Akuma was his name. And uh, turns out Dr. Q had uh, bribed Super Akuma with $375. <laughs> but then Uchuchu gives him a bag of money. Literally or money valuable. in the bank. Yeah. Like, like literally money in, it, money in the bag, but Doctor Cube uh, responds with a twelve million dollar check, uh, fifteen thousand dollar check. No, it was a million. It was millions. No, that was fifteen thousand dollars. It was a million. I swear. Oh man, because that's why Aura said escalates quickly. Yeah. Well, either way, it's a big escalate from three hundred seventy-five. <laughs> yeah. Because it is a big jump, uh, but uh, Akuma will not accept it for some reason and just uh, kicks through the check. In a great gimmick, to, I always kind of like that wrestling move where you kick through the table or whatever, yeah. and it splinters, and the guy's like, Ugh. I think it's fun. Uh, yeah, then both Super uh, Akuma and Uchuchu uh, start beating up on Dr. Cube, and they toss and him around the ring, they beat him up. This cube mask comes off, and we see his hideously deformed face. Yeah, we know Hideous. how ugly he is. He's wearing some sort of gross mask with medicine tape all over himself. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Dr. Cube... Uh, kind of dodges out of the way and Super Akuma jumps right into Uchuchu and they start fighting each other while Dr. Cube has a chance to escape. Yeah, and he brings in a ladder at that point, I think. Yes. And then he and Uchuchu do some, some spots around the ladder. Especially with uh, Dr. Cube, they start throwing each other in the ladder, dropping yeah. the ladder on each other carelessly. Yeah, they do some decent, like some standard, but pretty decent ladder ladder spots like drops on it and shit like that put it in the corner whip somebody into it and these are all like the most free moving costumes for the most part so they're all able to do some pretty like cool moves like Dr. Cube is like a cube hat mask thing which comes off part way through and then just Dr. Scrubs uh Ushushu is like a green suit but not a very heavy looking one Mm -hmm. I would say like a, a fair deal of it is actually I think yeah, a fair deal of it is just bodysuit. Yeah. And not like foam. Uh, so let's see. How do we? How do? How does it segue after that? After the ladder spots. Oh, uh, at that point, I think people. Uh, the uh, commissioner comes in, who is just a faceless yeah. guy with a bad Arnold Schwarzenegger impersonation. Yeah, and announces that he's fighting Doctor Cube, etc. Uh, he's been he's been ostracized to a chocolate factory by Doctor Cube. Yes, <laughs> that he's going to fight back with the help of new faces and a returning face, uh, Silver Potato. Silver Potato. Uh, so the the heroes rush the ring at this point, uh, 
And I guess the match just ends. Silver yeah. potato. Um, silver potato. Finish. They all come in, beat up on everybody else, fucking, especially Dr. Hugh. Fucking dusty finishes, I'm telling you. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, uh, a, a video plays, a, a promo video for Silver Potato, who I think shows up as well to the yeah, right, along with his space band. He's the guy who, who uh, ends up pinning uh, Dr. Cube. Yeah, that's right. Because I somehow he ended up being the legal man. <laughs> I'm not sure anyone explained the concept of legal man to these people. <laughs> um, but the video is Aura. Would you describe the video? Or can you describe what a legal man is? What a le- uh, I assume that that is a man who is legal. <laughs> <laughs> what, what am I describing for Josh the, now? <laughs> the, 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 the silver potato video because you had oh to say oh this oh the silver potato video oh yeah it reminded me of like every closing uh, credits of of the Super Sentai stuff and Super and, Sentai and the other. No. Uh, and Why the, won't Super Senpai notice me? <laughs> <laughs> and the uh, and and sort of the uh, the kaiju uh, uh, movies as well, where where it is a, a woman singing about going to the stars with them and uh, having nothing to do with nothing. Come with me, we can Ro- romance that that doesn't exist in the, like in the a, narrative. Like weird '60s girl pop vocals about yeah. like love. Yeah, uh, that just don't seem to have much to do with this show about hey, fighting monsters. You just gotta be true to yourself and believe in silver potato. Nothing can peel it away. No, that's true. That was that. <laughs> yeah, he's got a point. Yes, he's, he's, he's <laughs> so silver potato makes his astonishing return to the big battle arena. Well done, Kyle. <laughs> that's what I'm here for. I know about the silver potato. It's like you gone gold potato. <laughs> it's, a, it's a potato grown in certain regions of uh, Japan, including Hokkaido, if I recall. Well, that's what the footnote said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a footnote about potatoes. And the gentleman and potato. I, I and also all the lyrics, so you can karaoke it if you want. I enjoyed the uh, Silver Potato music video, because it had the Silver Potato like girlfriend singing the song. But obviously they chose to badly dub it over the song, so she's like not singing up to it at all. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is the funniest bit in the whole thing, I think, yeah. and and it really ca- captures the spirit of old bad monster movies and yeah. weirdness. And after they're done with the lyric video, they just keep showing uh, what's it, like the highlight reel of all like the mistakes and people messing up getting in the ring and like all you- their mess ups. While having like their credits run through the bottom of a bunch of made up credits for people they just match randomly, I'm sure <laughs> everyone's ever been involved in their mom. The announcers close out. They they credit they credit their parents. Uh, we get to see a, a, an in ring concert by Piebald. Piebald, uh, who we determined are a sort of Vans Warped Tour second stringer yeah. band that we had all heard of but couldn't have named. <laughs> <laughs> It was a good song. I'm not trying to shit on them at all. Uh, and we got a bunch of outtakes and scenes and weirdness, and then it uh, goes away. And that was that's your wrestling block for the day. And your life is forever changed. <laughs> forever. Because you made things better. So, all right, you're not normally 
a wrestle well, friend. Yeah, that is. I don't know if that's true. I watch like wrestling with Aura quite frequently at this point. I talk about wrestling with Aura quite frequently. You talk about too. wrestling with Aura quite a bit. I mean, more I than was, I talk about with most people. I was wondering if you would enjoy this more than you enjoyed other wrestling. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I did. Uh, it was it was a good time. I mean, uh, I I'm not completely unfamiliar with wrestling. I know. So. So, it, I mean, I did recognize the tropes. Like, you mentioned the, you know, during the, the tag match, how, like, the villains turn on each other. Uh, you know, that, that happens, you know, happened at least frequently when I watched wrestling in, yeah. in the late 90s. And then... Uh, it, it definitely, I think, in this we see a lot of very classic match construction. Sure. And uh, you mentioned that this was the first one that they, they at least released, you know, widely. Uh, yeah, I think and it was... I, because, like I said, I bought it at a local shop instead of Massachusetts where this yeah. came out. I didn't, I didn't order off for it. And it's the only one I think you can get on Amazon or that I could find anyway. Um, so I, I sort of wondered if it was... Uh, if, if they had had sort of done the classic stuff for that specifically. And if other ones had different things. Uh, because... Otherwise it would seem to repeat itself, you know? Yeah. I imagine that there's probably more that they do in different shows. There are a lot of tropes for wrestling they can put in different <laughs> different ones. I suppose so. You gotta refresh them every two years. Um, <laughs> and and being as this has gone on as long as it has, I wonder. I I a little bit wondered how uh, how it reacted to things happening, like you mentioned the Attitude Era in you know WWF and things like that, <laughs> um, which. I have no idea what any of that actually means, but <laughs> I wonder if there there are reactions to it. This would have started around the Attitude Era in 97. Well, yeah. but it's reacting to earlier stuff, so like, does yeah, the later big start. battle stuff then react to it, you know, as it... Wrestling tropes don't really change a lot. <laughs> well, I mean, like, would it have gotten bloodier, or would it have, you know... Yeah, I mean this was fair. I mean, guy this was bloody. That's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. his arm ripped off. I don't know what you're talking about? Never mind. I don't know then. Um, I had something that I was gonna say, and I'm sort of I lost it. In Who was your somewhere. favorite character, Kyle? Oof. You know, I think the uh, the Plantain twins. Me too. Those, yeah. They're pretty great. The Plantains were my favorite. Josh. I want uh, to play a good tag team. Uh, I I really liked uh, Uchuchu, to be honest. Uchuchu. I always prefer he, he, he was evil, though. Yeah, I like a good heel. I always like the heels. Of course you do. I don't I that don't cheer sense. them because you should not cheer the heels at a wrestling show. Show some fucking etiquette, you savages. But <laughs> oh my! <laughs> but I enjoy I I like heels. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Did you think of that thing that you forgot, or is it gone forever? It's probably gone forever in the mists of time. Fair enough, yeah. Um, this wasn't bad. I had a good time, and I had a better time watching it with you guys, because I started watching it by myself, and me and the, uh, and the bird was not entertained by by uh, by all of it. So By the wrestles? <laughs> yeah. The cat watched it a bit here. Uh, yeah, I would have... Uh, I probably would have had more fun if my wife had been home, but you know, it's always wrestling's always better to enjoy with company. Yeah, 
I, I, I am incredibly curious what your wife would have made of this. Yeah, <laughs> she, you know, she's busy. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, that's the kind of reaction I get, too. We're going to speak because you're I'm busy. All right. This, this kind of stuff is kind of what I like in wrestling, too. Yeah. Uh, I always like really silly shit in wrestling. Yeah. Like, when wrestling gets too serious or too about, like, the art form or whatever, I always kind of check out because I don't, I don't care that much. Like, like I hate the like, drama nice. You play yeah. Supercard on your phone? <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, or even, like, some of the indie stuff that people take very seriously gets a little self-serious, in my opinion. Self-serious. Um, and about people showcasing these amazing moves. And I'm just like... It should be a little fun. Like, yeah. I, I think that's sort of the connection where you can sort of connect kaiju movies and uh, wrestling is through, to me, like, w- when I heard of it, I was like, oh, that's kind of a natural fit. Because there's an element of silliness, especially to older kaiju movies and older wrestling. Like, over-the-topness, like, goofiness. Uh, and there's a lot of that here. Well, <laughs> it doesn't forget that it's a goofy that it's goofy shit. I mean, like I know the Sentai stuff. Uh, I mean, basically there are three casts that they run for each of those shows. It's the you know it's the it's the you know the pretty stars. Mm-hmm. Then there are the people who are actually in the in the, you know in the hero costumes, mm-hmm. and then there are the people at the end who are in the <laughs> you know in the in the kaiju uh, sort of foam costumes. Yeah. So, like, it ends up being such that, you know, in some ways, like, every one of those episodes repeats the trope, of course, but, but, um, they did an interview with, with some of the, some of the people who were in the costumes, and they're just, you know, like, one of the guys talked about how in Japan, like, you know, the safety... The safety rules are much different, shall I say. And one of the things he said is that one of the stunts required him to jump out of a second-story building. <laughs> In a kaiju suit? Yeah. Jesus. And, and, he, and, he, and he's, he landed it. He's, he was proud. He's like, I landed it, but uh, but boy, did I feel it. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah, no, that's gonna... So that's the that's the kind of thing that they actually do in Japan. <laughs> so uh, when I you know when I I was seeing so like some of the ladder hits, I was like, ouch, <laughs> you know, because be even with the foam costume between <laughs> you and the yeah, ladder it's still swinging, not very fun. <laughs> when you when you mentioned little. the second story thing, cause yeah. once when I was young and stupid, and I, I was at a concert, I dropped down from about a what would be a second yeah. floor thing. Uh, and I was fine because I was young, but the idea of doing something like that now, like just you mentioning it, made my knees hurt. Yeah, <laughs> I was just like, oh, oh, oh. oh. We got the rest of the day off. Yeah, they... <laughs> those stuntmen and stuntmen in Japan are fucking crazy. That I mean, and this is just for a little kids show. I can't imagine like. Some of their movie stuntmen, you know, <laughs> like. Well, Jackie Chan. I guess he's not Japanese. So I'm yeah. being racist. <laughs> oh yeah, you're already here for the eighth time, folks. <laughs> <laughs> well, we gotta call somebody out for being racist. Thanks, Kyle. <laughs> <Just saying. laughs> Are you keeping track? 
track on your abacus over there? Would you like me to call out one of your racist in, in, in future episodes then, Kyle, instead? <laughs> Only if you have the correct count. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. So, yeah. Uh, I enjoyed. Josh, did you enjoy? Yeah, I, I like... I, I never got as into this as, like, for instance, my brother, who was uh, several of the DVDs and got into it for a brief period, and the way my weird brother gets into things. Um, does he do the same thing I, I do? Like uh, he kind of does. I mean, I yeah. somewhat do that, but I never, not as much. That said, rewatching this, I kind of definitely looked at some of the DVD bundles on their web store and was like, hmm, 35 bucks for a five, uh, five starter DVD pack. That's a. It's a hell of a deal, yeah. Not bad. Not bad. Kyle? I enjoyed it. It was fun. I like Kikaiji Bato. Bato. Maybe I was the one that first started pitching, like, we should do this. Stupid and fun. Stupid and fun. It was. Well, it's what we watched instead of Shin Godzilla, so... (laughs) We can still watch Shin Godzilla. Forget it. I don't want to watch it anymore with you people. Jesus, you fucking sulky baby. Uh, I don't really, I couldn't think of anything to do for Trash Treasure for this. I I'm mean, shocked to hear that. He's he's pretty much given up the contrivance, it would appear. Oh, man. <laughs> we need to retool it and find a way to do it to make it more interesting, in my opinion. Because <laughs> the way that we're doing it... Well, fair enough. That's... But beyond that, like, what am I going to do? Be like, which of these wrestling DVDs is out for <laughs> That would be more fun. <laughs> I wouldn't have guessed that. <laughs> Which of these Kaiju Big Battle DVDs is rarer? <laughs> alright, alright. Well, uh... Dr. Cube takes Manhattan. Hey, it is Future Josh back once again with the social media deets that I promised y'all at the top of the show. You can catch all of the That Podcast Productions podcasts over at thatpodcastproductions.fireside.fm You can also follow us through our Facebook group, which is the That Podcast Stays Up All Night Slumber Party. That's it for now, but there should be both an Instagram on the grams, as I've heard it called, and also a Twitter coming up before too long. There may also be an email coming. Stay tuned. Hopefully not the kind of surprises that Kyle's been leaving this episode. Oh man, <laughs> nice, nice, nice surprises. They no, those are not. Those I'm are not nice surprises. Refreshing surprises. It's not okay, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> it's not okay. There's some sort of harassment there. I'm sure it's just a lot of assments. <laughs> Are you turning my fucking couch brown?